It's week seven of the Texas high school football season, and the playoffs are just looming ahead. Hello, everyone. Ryan Fox joined alongside Mr. Kenny Heath. And, Kenny, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, what a great week. There's some good games locally. Mm-hmm. You know, some big games that are kind of in East Texas that may affect the playoff seating for some local teams. Uh, 2A in Central Texas there is loaded with, you know, district championship type games and seating games. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're in that time of the year where district is in full swing. All those five team districts are now starting up after getting their bye weeks and everything. So the entire state of Texas, um, unless there, there's a couple, there may be a couple of four team districts. I'm not too sure. There's not any in Central Texas at all. But for the, I guess for the most part, if there are no four team districts and the entire state is in district play now. So every game is for all the marbles now, Kenny, and it just makes for more exciting football. Yeah, and I'm ready. Uh, and like I said, these are two A games this week. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's going to be fun to keep up with those. And uh, we'll get to that ahead. But before we get to our Week 7 previews, we will start, as we always do, with the Matt Step question of the week. And we got a good one this week. Uh, Kenny's question to Matt Step was, quote, we got a big game this week in 3A Division One District 5 between Mount Vernon and Winsboro. Although these two teams are not se- are not from the Centex region, this matchup will, as- will affect playoff seeding and matchups. Give us your thoughts on this game and Region 2 as a whole. And Matt Stepp's answer was, quote, Mount Vernon and Winsboro and Winsboro have a huge rivalry in that part of East Texas. The fact that both teams are state-ranked enhances the intensity of this one. Both teams have some questions. Mount Vernon lost their star QB three weeks ago and had to switch to a run-oriented system, and they've struggled a little bit. Winsboro has been a slot T team for years, and they moved on to a more wide-open offense with the coach's son now at the quarterback position. It's a total toss-up, and there's and there's a lot that will be answered about both teams this week. In other words, a classic coin flip type of game. I'll lean on Mount Vernon, who has big game experience. As far as Region 2 and Class 3A Division 1, you got to think aside from these two teams, Malakoff and Grandview are going to be contenders. If you are looking for a sleeper team that's getting better and better each week, keep your eyes on Tatum, end quote. And that's a that's a great answer because, you know, that part of, you know, we, t- we took it out of the Central Texas region just for a little bit. But it's it's interesting to learn about those rivalries outside of East Texas and especially two teams that have been, you know, playing each other for years and have that huge rivalry, both being state ranked and playing in district. It's just, you know, and there's a there's stuff with their coaching as well, as, as you mentioned, mentioned earlier, that makes this game more interesting. Yeah, and this game, you know, somewhere down the road, the Grandviews, the West, the, the Malakoffs, the Whitneys, the Grossbecks, they're going to see one of these teams. Yes. And so that kind of – it's interesting to see how that – how this game goes, then these other CDs, how that all falls in line and who's going to play who. Of course, we got a couple of weeks for that. but I mean, yeah, Region 2 is – it's it's hard to argue for any other region as, you know, the top in Class 3 Division 1. Region 2 is just absolutely loaded. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, and you know, you got your Mount Vernon, Malakoff, West, Granby. I mean, just those four teams alone, just the strength of this region is unbelievable. And, you know – 
uh, you know, last year the the winner of Region Two, Mount Vernon, didn't make the state championship game, but they had a hell of a semifinal matchup against Brock. So I mean, it's it's just an unbelievable region, and it's just you know one that a lot of the teams we cover are in as as it pertains to the three A Division One level, and it's just it's just a very exciting region to cover. Yeah, well, in my opinion, you know, in the past, either Region Three has been really heavy. Last couple of years has been Region Two, but this year. I kind of think it's more evened out because in yes. Region 1, you got a Brock, you got a Bushland, and some other dudes. We just talked about Region 2. You go down to Region 3, you got Franklin, Columbus, Cameron Yo, mm. Lorena. I mean, to me, 4, not so much, but those 1, 2, 3 regions, they're pretty even right now, in my opinion. I mean, overall, the Class 3 Division 1 is probably the most fun an unpredictable, you know, classification in all the state of Texas. I mean, it's just, it's just incredibly fun to cover, and and uh, we'll 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 look at some games early, not not in the previews, but we will have some three division ones in our pick 'em, and you know, not to knock on three division one there, but there's just so many good games this week, especially at the two A division one level. It's just it was just hard to pick above those when it comes to our the games we're about to preview. Yeah, and you know, going into the season, I was really thought if I had to put money on it, I would bet Mount Vernon would probably win it all. Even though Franklin's a really stout club, mm-hmm. they're giving up a lot of points here lately. But now that Mount Vernon has lost their starting quarterback, uh, it's kind of different. I think it's just wide open, really. Yeah, because you know, as Matt Stepp mentioned earlier, when Braden Bennett, their quarterback, he tore his ACL. Uh, it completely changed their offense. You know, they've had to switch to a more run-oriented offense, which is not what that squad is used to doing. I mean, with Brain Bennett, they, they – I mean, and again, not to take anything from Mackenzie McGill, the running back, he's a heck of a running back. But that that offense was really based on, you know, slinging it down the field with through the arm of Braden Bennett and, you know, taking that, you know, dynamic away from that offense. Although they're they've, – they've done pretty good with their backup quarterback. Uh, his, his name slips my mind. They've still been able to score, but it's been mostly through the ground as opposed to, you know, the usual – air raid heavy passing that they're used to so now let's move on to our week seven previews and we will start with leander rouse taking on belton and a matchup that will most likely decide the champion of district 11 5a division two but uh, before, before we dive uh deeper into this game uh kenny had a chance to sit down with the head coach of the belton tigers coach brett sniffen and we'll have that for you right now Okay, I'm here with uh, Coach Brett Sniffen, head football coach for the Belton Tigers. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good. So, Coach, you're uh, on a two-game winning streak, coming off a pretty uh, big win against Elgin. Your defense has played really well the last two weeks. Uh, tell us about your defense. Well, it's um, it's a bunch of young kids that are getting after it, that uh, are running to the football and playing aggressive. Um, we've actually had to deal with a number of injuries over there and sicknesses and other things. Uh, and so the different kids each week have been stepping up and filling in. And, and uh, they're really gelling at this moment and understanding, you know, our concepts and what we want. Uh, and then they've given up a few yards. But when it comes time to, to belt their, you know, to tighten their uh, uh, belt buckle, they've, they've done it and they've done a great job of stopping teams to keep them out of the end zone. And speaking of young guys, you've got a, a, a junior quarterback in Ty Brown and a, and a really good sophomore running back in Sean uh, Snap. Tell us about those guys. Uh, did they really contribute last year, or did you kind of found them this year? 
Uh, well, Ty started uh, most of the year last year, our quarterback. Um, he had a little battle at the beginning of the year and then won the job. And, and uh, you know, looked like a sophomore at the beginning and then got better as the year went on. And, and then this year, uh, it's the same thing. You know, he started out a little rough, but he's really smoothed it out and uh, been playing pretty well here the last couple of weeks and uh, providing that leadership that we want over there. Uh, Sean was a kid, you know, played freshman football for us last year and did a good job. Uh, he's a big kid. He's, uh, you know, six foot and over 200 pounds as a sophomore. Uh, he's got pretty decent speed. And, and uh, the best thing about him is he runs downhill. There's there's not much shiftiness to him. Uh, he didn't make too many people miss, but uh, you can lower his shoulder and get those extra yards for you. Okay, like we said, you're 2-0 in, in district, and uh, you got – uh, Leander Rouse this week. You, you got a chance to be three and zero, be atop the di- the, the uh, district standings. What do you expect now out, out, out of Rouse this week? Well, I mean, Rouse has been coached by Coach Mann since the school opened, uh, so they're very consistent in what they do. Uh, they got a quarterback, uh, Mason Short, that's going to a U- they're committed to UTSA, uh, the defense that has a number of starters coming back from last year. Um, they did miss, uh, they had some really good receivers last year, and, and they have missed those guys as they're breaking in a young group over there. So they've had some struggles with that, but uh, they're very well coached. Uh, the guy distributes the ball very well. Uh, they picked up a running game last week uh, that uh, gives us some concern as well. And then defensively, like I said, they, you know, they got a bunch of guys with a lot of experience coming back. Uh, they're always in the right position. Uh, we just got to make sure that we do our job up front and uh, you know, move some move some men around and, and get some paths for our running backs and, and some time for our quarterback to perform. Okay, Coach, hey, we appreciate you hopping on. Uh, we wish you uh, all the luck Friday night and going forward, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again on down the line. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that was Kenny's interview with the head coach of the Belton Tigers, Coach Brett Sniffen. Thanks again to Coach Sniffen for joining us on today's show. And now, Kenny, again, looking at this matchup, you know, this is this is a battle of the probably the two top teams, at least talent-wise, in District 11, 5A Division II. You know, two solid ball clubs, but especially when you look at Belton, you know, their defense has been stellar to start off district play. They've given up 13 points in two games. Yeah, and they, they played really well. It may have a little bit to do with the competition, but I would rather be playing good going in this game than not. Uh, you know, they got a sophomore running back that's really good. He's rushed for over 300 yards the last two games. Uh, I think they're just going to want to, you know, play good defense kind of and, and, and run the ball, chew the clock. Their quarterback, he's thrown for a lot of yards. Uh, it ought to be a good one. Yeah, and you know, looking on the on the flip side, looking at this Leander Rouse team, this is a team that was entering the season as the number eight ranked team in all of five A Division two, and then just Lake Belton in their first ever varsity game just came out of nowhere on the road and destroyed Leander Rouse forty seven twenty one, and it's still at this point it hasn't seemed like Rouse has fully recovered from that. Um, you know, they went 1-3 in pre-district play following that Lake Belton loss. They lost by 22 to Austin Anderson, and then they beat Leander Glenn in a defensive shootout, or defensive slugfest, rather, 10-7. to And then they got absolutely walloped by Liberty Hill by 28, which, granted, Liberty Hill is a darn good football team, but it's not the Liberty Hill that we've seen of the past two or three years, but they're still a good team. And then, however, they did start district last week, 
or last Thursday night with a 48-28 win over an 0-6 Pflugerville Connolly team. So, you know, there hasn't been much seen from this Leander Rouse team that proves that, you know, they're although they are a good football team as far as this district that's can concern competition wise, you know, it's they just there's still a lot that they have to prove. Yeah, and they've, they've got something. They've got a little left in the tank. I mean, they returned their, their so. district MVP from last year and their quarterback, Mr. Mm-hmm. Shore. They've got a veteran offensive line. They've got good linebackers. They got a good running back in Cannon. Uh, I think they're going to probably get on a roll and, and win mm-hmm. a few games here, and maybe finish second. I agree. But I just don't think the roll starts this Friday night. I got Belton. Although, yeah, uh, across the board in you know District 11, five, Class 5A Division 2 here, the competition isn't really stiff at all. And I agree with you. I think Rouse will get on a roll at some point in this district. And, you know, they'll definitely – I really think they'll make playoffs out of this district unless they just have a total collapse, which I, I, don't, I don't see them having. But, you know, if – if they, especially if they beat this Belton team on the road this week, it'll it'll be a statement win and give them, you know, put them pretty much in the driver's seat to take the district championship here because, you know, Belton has already they took care of Elgin last mm-hmm. week on the road as well, uh, twenty eight to six, and that's an Elgin team that has been dominant throughout the year so far, and it's and this is just going to be a fun matchup, but. I'm with you. I think Belton's defense is going to continue to be stellar here and put up a good fight. Although this will be the, I agree, this will be their biggest test as far as district play is concerned. But at home and the way their defense has been playing, I'm with you. I'm going to take Belton in this one. And now for our second game, we'll move down to Class 2A Division One in a district matchup where the Marlin Bulldogs will travel to Crawford, Texas to take on the Pirates in another key district battle. And, you know, the story of this game, Kenny, is Crawford's defense. They've given up just under, let me say that again, under three points per game, Kenny. Yeah, and pound for pound, probably the best defense in the state. I mean, yeah. they're, they're awesome. Uh, they've got a pair of running backs, really good. they got a good quarterback. Uh, I think if you're Marlin, you're gonna be have you're gonna have to be hitting on all cylinders. Yes. To be even be in this game, and I hate to say that, but it's just Crawford's a different animal. This isn't the same mm-hmm. Crawford you saw last year in the playoffs. It was on their third string quarterback. This this team is hitting on all cylinders, and you know Marlin's starting to pick it up. Last two two games, you know uh, Woodson last week threw for three twenty seven with two touchdowns. Lofton had a really great game, scored three total touchdowns, had one hundred eighty one yards uh, receiving. But Marlin's going to have to be hitting on all cylinders yeah. to, to be in this game. And, again, to your point, Marlin has been dominant through their first two district games. They've outscored their opponents 102-7 to through district play so far. And that's that's after starting 0-3 in pre-district. But, again, they had stiff competition. I mean, you know, they played Mart, and yeah. you know, and they played two other really good schools that slipped my mind at Crock the moment. Crock and Grosbeck, and those are a full classification up. Oh, yeah. So you know, they played a tough pre-district schedule, which I think set them up pretty nicely to, you know, pull a playoff spot out of this district. But I mean, again, like you said, Crawford is literally in its own category right now. I mean, again, just uh, they've only given up one touchdown all year, six points. In one game, and to a really good Centerville team, to a very good Centerville team, and and then the other four games they played have been shutouts. They that's the only points they've allowed all year. So they've just been unbelievable. And 
and don't let that take anything away from the offense. The offense is still averaging just over 40 points per game. You know, this is an offense, you know, and this their traditional Crawford offense under center, you know, you know, run it down your throat every play. You know, it's a, it, it's they're just a dang good football team, and and I I'm with you. I think I think they'll be too much for Marlin, especially you know Marlin being on the road at Crawford. I think Crawford takes us one by 14 to 17 here. Yeah, let's go back to when we talked to Coach Torres earlier in the year. He's kind of this is set up kind of how he hoped it would be. Yes, he played a really tough non-district. He got his guys healthy. Now he's on a two game. Mm-hmm. He's on a roll. Heading into the Crawford game, so I think they're going in this game uh, the best they could hope to be going. You know, yes. I think they're healthy. They got their guys back. They're rolling, so it ought to be fun. But I do have Crawford edging them out. I, th- I think this game will, you know, again it'll come down to Crawford's defense. But I think Marlin will be competitive for the first for the first half at least, maybe three quarters. I, I th- like. I'm not going to say that they're going to throw the kitchen sink at them or anything. That might be Coach Torres' plan. We just we just don't know, but I think I think it will be competitive for a while. But again, Crawford's defense has just been unbelievable this year. So especially with that factored in and them being at home, I'll take the Pirates in this one too. Now staying in Class Two A Division One, we'll have the five and O Toller Rattlers on the road to take on the five and one Coleman Blue Cats. And again, Kenny, Class Two A, this is a really fun district matchup. Yeah, and we, we kind of talked about this matchup in our preview because uh, I think you had Coleman win in this district. I had Toller, and we thought mm-hmm. when those dudes meet, it's going to be a good one. Uh, man. And, and they're starting district. Yeah. This, is the, this is the district opener, and it might very well be for the district championship. Yeah, and we got to talk to Coach about Toller, and, man, that running back they have over there, 1,038 yards and 16 touchdowns. He's a sophomore. Helped them last year. They've got a good quarterback in uh, LeCluse. Those for Five forty-eight, seven touchdowns. A good receiver, the returning Wyatt Jones. Uh, they've got a really good offense. But you look at the other side. Hey, Coleman's just as good, man. Yeah, they, they've got a, a loss to a really like a state-ranked Lano team, undefeated six so and zero. Oh. And, and again, that's a full classification yeah. punch up there. So there's no shame in that. And they've had a really tough schedule. They beat Mason. Uh, you know, they're allowing ten points a game. This. Uh, they got a stud in Jaden Jackson. Have you seen his film? Yes. He's, he reminds me of Devin Wilson Absolutely. from Whitney. Just running he all over the place. same thing. Yeah. And they've got a good two-way guy in uh, Ryland Gentry. He's a good running back and a great linebacker. So this is going to be a fun one, a good one. I always say that's going to be fun, but it really is. I would pay money, and I would probably travel to Coleman if I could, if I didn't have other things to go, to go watch this game. Unless it's being streamed somewhere, then I would do that. I, it wouldn't surprise me if there was. This game is just so darn good. And – Again, this is this along with the next game we're going to cover, especially is a true pick'em game mm-hmm. that you could literally flip a coin and be like, you feel confident in who's going to win. But uh, we're on opposite ends here. I got Coleman by four. Coleman by four. I was hoping you'd stick with your district pick. I got Toller. I don't know if they're going to be in by one or twenty, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with uh, Coach Mullins and his guys. And then uh, before we move on to our next game, uh, Kenny had a chance to sit down with the head coach of the Toller Rattlers, Coach Jeremy Mullins, to talk about this ball game. And we'll have that for you right now. Okay, I'm here with Coach Jeremy Mullins, the AD head football coach for the Toller Rattlers. How you doing today, Coach? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Coach, first of all, congratulations on uh, your really good start. You know, you're coming off a good uh, season last year. You went three rounds deep. Uh, you started off 5-0 and and, you know, pretty tough uh, competition against a good early team and a good Comanche team. How are you feeling so far about your team? 
Yeah, we, we feel good. You know, you're, you're right. Well, I, th- I think we, we had some some challenging games in, in our in our non-district schedule that uh, we weren't real sure going into it how, how those things might turn out. You know, you hope after going three rounds and bringing back uh, a good bit of guys and a large senior group that you kind of pick off where you left left off in that last year and uh, very pleased with how we've executed and, and, and performed some things early in the year. Coach, your defense has played pretty well. I mean, they're giving up about 10 points a game, but uh, really when I was going through y'all's stats and uh, – in game summaries, uh, you know, <laughs> you got a pretty good running back, and he's a big dude, and he's doing really well this year. We, we, you're right. We, we've got a, we've got a dude that, that we are able to, to hand the ball to, and, and you know, he got a lot of carries for us last year as a freshman, and, and knew going into this year that he'd, he'd have a chance to be, be pretty special, and uh, and he's, he's done that. He's, he's, uh, he, you know, he, he can handle the load pretty well. He's a big kid, certainly for our, for our classification, and, he, and he's not slow. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, a, a big part of that is up front. We're doing a good job of putting some bodies on bodies with, with our linemen. Uh, that that group's a close knit unit that I think's done a lot of good stuff over the spring and summer. Uh, communicates well on the same page, and, and if you can give Peyton a, a, a little bit of a, a gap or a seam right there, he's he's pretty good at, at breaking a second or third level tackle. So you you returned your quarterback from last year and, and uh, your wide receiver. Yeah, it looks like they're they're rolling pretty good now. One thing you can't really tell from just looking at stats and stuff is your defense. So, who who really sticks out on your defense for you? You know, we we've got a we've got a few of them. I, I think one of our strengths is, is we may not have anybody that can win the hundred meter dash at state track meet, but but we've we've got a group of guys that, that that we run pretty well across the board. We we took three relays to the state track meet last year, and and a lot of those guys play 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 for us on Friday night. And so I think that's a big thing for us is just some overall some team speed. Um, but but up front we we've got some guys. We've got a sophomore kid. And, and, a, and a senior that our deep defensive tackles, Mason Berry and, and Cash Clark. Um, and you know this, if you can stop the run, certainly, you know, and, and that goes probably high school to, to the NFL. If you, if you can slow down the other other team's running game, you got a chance to be successful. And and, and you got to have a decent D-line, I think, to, to get some of those things done. And then at the end spot, Luke Wilmot's really done a good job for us, I think, this year of, of stepping up and being being physical. And then behind those guys, uh, like I said, there's there's about eight guys that they, they just run the ball really well. Okay, so let's talk about this week. You got a big time game. You know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the better games statewide uh, going against uh, your district mate, the Coleman Blue Cats. What are you expecting from Coleman this week? I, I think they'll do what they, you know, what, what Coleman's known for doing. They're, they're a physical team that uh, they're they're going to get under center and, and, and hand the ball off and try to pound it, pound it right down your throat. And, and now, what makes them so good, I think, here recently, is, is such an athletic quarterback. Uh, they're able to put the Jackson kid back there, and, and uh, he, he's got a good arm. They've got some weapons on the edge. Um, you know, whereas maybe in your past, you just knew they were going to run the toss and iso. They're, they're a little more versatile now with, with him back there. Uh, you you got to account for him, his legs and, and, and throwing abilities. So, and then defensively, they, they uh, you know, it's a – prototypical Coleman that they're they're aggressive up front and they're odd front uh, they've got a great D-line tough linebackers uh, you know I, I see it probably being being kind of like fist, you know uh, fist fight in, a, in, a, in an alley this, this Friday night <laughs> yeah it looks you know on paper that's what it's looking like coach we appreciate it uh, good luck friday and uh, we certainly would love to speak to you uh, some somewhere down the line uh, around playoff time 
You bet. Hey, Kenny, I appreciate you having us on. And that was Kenny's interview with the head coach of the Toller Rattlers, Coach Jeremy Mullins. And thanks again to Coach Mullins for joining us on today's show. And then, so again, Toller versus Coleman, just unbelievable ball game. And the fact that, again, that's the district opener, that's just makes it all the more exciting and again for third game in a row we're going to stay in class 2a division i believe this is, is this division two or division division two this is division two but we are staying in class 2a where we have a battle of unbeatens and we have the bremont tigers at five and oh to take on the five and oh chilton pirates and kenny just again another battle of two very good two-way teams that you know, really, for, especially for the Class 2A level, have been absolutely dominant defensively. Yeah, and the one thing that sticks out to me is Bremont's quarterback, uh, Mr. Wortham. He's, he's a sophomore. For, yep, and threw for 852 yards, 13 touchdowns, and he's rushed for 701 yards and 14 touchdowns. they got a good running back in Drake. Uh, they got a good receiver in, a receiver in Coben Zan. But like you said, uh, Chilton has a really good defense, and mm-hmm. I really don't know how this game's going to go. Yeah, it's again as I mentioned earlier, it's it's a true pick'em game here, and then, like we've said probably for the last, for maybe for every game, this this is a district opener, but it could very well decide who the champion of District 13 to a Division Two is here. I mean, both these teams are un, you know undefeated. They're both top ten ranked teams in Class Two A Division Two according to Dave Campbell's, and then it's just. It's it's just so hard to pick. Who do you have in this one? I think I got Chil- uh, Chilton. I like man. They got a really good player in Markidrick Taylor. Uh, he runs the ball really well. Does a lot of different things. Uh, I think their defense is probably going to be the the uh, the difference. You know, they're giving up twelve point eight points a game, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to go with the Pirates. I'm going to go with Bremon to get the win on the road. And again, it'll be a very very close game, regardless. You know, despite how good these two defenses are, the offenses are just as good. I mean, this could very well end up being a shootout. But, you know, regardless of, you know, how high the scoring is, I think this game will be close. I have Bremon by three in this one to take it on the road. And now for our fifth and final game of the Week 7 previews, we have the Connolly Cadets at 4-2. and two. Uh, on the road to take on the Gatesville Hornets and another district opener here between two very solid football teams. But the question here in this one is, is Jelani McDonald at 100%? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything on that. Uh, I know last week they they got Kobe Black, you know, yeah. in the offense a lot more. and He did really well. Kiefer Sibley, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to get his yards. Then you look at Gatesville, they got kind of a three-headed monster in Jacob Newkirk. Uh, Rayshon Smith and uh, Trevor Smith, their their stats are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense, you know, Gatesville's giving up a lot of points. Uh, mm-hmm. Conley has two, but I think Conley probably has edge on defense. And uh, I think I'm going to go with Conley mm-hmm. without Jelani. But even if they, you know, if they have Jelani, I think it would be not much of a game. I think uh, with if you know Jelani was playing in this one at. Whether he's – I don't know if he'll be at full strength. I mean, that is a tough injury to recover so quickly from. But even if he's, like, at 75%, 80%, he's just the type of athlete that's going to make an impact yeah. every time the ball's in his hands. If I mean, if he can, you got to think he's going to play this week. Yeah, I mean, it, it's district. And and there's, there's no room for error. This is a five-team district. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, again, you know, if you, you know, if you lose a key game here, start. I mean, you'll. I mean, you just need to win one one district game, two to make it. But still, you you to get that right away, just get that weight off your shoulders, is essential. But still, the playoff seating is still just as important as just making the playoffs in general. Because you know, um, I'd have to take a look at which district they're lined up with. But you know, you regardless, you you want to finish with that number one or, or that top half of the playoff seating to get you know, the lower-seeded opponent in the first round of the playoffs and beyond. But, you know, again, just the biggest question for me is Jelani McDonald here. Gatesville is, you know, they're a very good football team. They're 5-1 and one for a reason. Yep. And, you know, it's just it's just another – I think it's just a true toss-up here. If, if McDonald does not play, I think it's a 50-50. But I think if McDonald – does play in this game for you know a considerable amount of snaps whether he's at 100 percent or not i'm going to give the slight edge to connelly here my pick is connelly by six what's yours yeah i'm going connelly and uh, if he plays or not i I just think that they just got more athletes and what what else is going to be interesting is you know salado started off really good Mm -hmm. kind of on a slide and you you would at at the beginning of the year you thought well you know salado may challenge connelly well Mm -hmm. now gatesville's kind of gotten that that seat and so this is a big game yeah, absolutely. It's just again, five-team district. There's just seating, playoff seating implications are, you know, every game's important here. If you want to finish in a high playoff seat in this district, you, I mean, you do, again, you just need to win one game to make the playoffs. But you know, seating's important to these coaches because they want to. If you're going to make the playoffs, you want to make your path as you know ma- easy or manageable as possible. But again, you and I agree here. We we both have a slight edge to Connolly, regardless of Jelani McDonald plays or not. And that is the end of the Week Seven preview. And now we will move on to the Week Seven pickums. And again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, just there were so many good games this week. It was, it was just hard to pick the top five, but there's even in just our pickums, there's just so many good ball games here. And we'll start with the five that we previewed and just get a quick recap on those. Leander Rouse at Belton. I'm going to take the Tigers in this one. How about you? Uh, yeah, Belton across the board. So J pick Belton as well as uh, if you're if you're listening for the first time, Mr. J Black, he is the. Curator, uh, the curator of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. He jo- he's joined us every week throughout the entire season for the Pickums, and he's in first place right now, isn't he? He is by one. By one. So it, it's been it's been a tight race in the Pickums all year long. So again, we all all three of us have Belton to take the district victory at home. Marlin at Crawford again. I'm going to stick with my gut here and take the Pirates. Yep, uh, Crawford for Mr. Black and myself. Toller at Coleman. I'm going to stick with Coleman. Uh, you got Coleman. Mr. Black has Toller, and I have Toller. Then Connolly at Gatesville. Who does Mr. Black have in this one? He has got the Connolly Cadets. So we got Connolly across the board there. And then now for the rest of our pick'em games, Little River Academy on the road at Cameron. Yo, this is going to be a fun matchup. And uh, – that and region three in that district over there this is the district of doom as well with the two defending state champions in it with you know lorena and franklin at the top but again with just how academy and cameron yo and you know 
I guess even you know, Rockdale hasn't been too well this year, but this is a very competitive district, and this could very well decide either the two or three playoff seed out of this district. But uh, who do you have in this one? I got uh, Yo in this one. And, you know, this one kind of lost a little bit of its luster. Yes. Because you know, Cam- uh, Little River Academy was went three rounds deep last year. And, you know, I really thought they would probably finish second in this district. But, you know, they've kind of stumbled. But I think they're on a roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Lorena last week. But this would be a good one. But I think I think Cameron's got the edge. Who does Mr. Black have in this He's one? He's got Cameron Yo also. So we have Cameron Yo across the board is there my pick as well. Then a huge district matchup in Class 6A. The Temple Wildcats will be in Hewitt to take on the Midway Panthers. I have Temple in this one. Temple across the line. And then uh, the game that I'll be broadcasting for on Thursday night at Waco ISD Stadium, the Pflugerville High Panthers to take on the Waco University Trojans. Who do you have in this one, Kenny? I got Pflugerville. And Mr. Black. He has Pflugerville as well. And I am the outlier here. I will take the Trojans to get the district win here at home. This is their first home game in three weeks, too, by the way, and I think that will play a factor in here as well and then staying in or uh, yeah staying in class 5a we have red oak on the road to take on waco high at waco isd stadium on friday night i'll take red oak in this one i'll have red oak and so mr black then a huge district battle in class 2a as we have the axel longhorns traveling over to johnson county to take on the rial vista eagles i have axel on this one uh, Mr. Black has Axel, and I'm going to take Rio. Then another game we mentioned earlier, Bremon at Chilton. I'm going to stick with Bremon. Uh, I'm going to go Chilton, and Mr. Black's going to go Chilton. Then Lake Belton at Colleen High to take on the Kangaroos. Who does Mr. Black have in this one? Mr. Black has Lake Belton. What say you... I'm going to go with Lake Belton also. Lake Belton across the board. And then back to that, we mentioned earlier about that five-team district with Connolly and Gatesville. Another battle in that district, Salado at Robinson. I'm going to take the Eagles to get a get a win here. Yeah, uh, Salado for me and Salado for Mr. Black. Then the battle of the eyes here, Itasca at Italy. Who do you have in this one? I got... Italy, but this is one of those 2A games that this is going to go a long way in seeding. If, if Itasca is going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win these tough games like yes. this. Uh, but I got Italy, and Mr. Black has uh, Itasca. I will take the Gladiators of Italy to get the win in this one. Then Hillsborough will be on the road to take on the 0-5 Benbrook Bobcats. I will take the Eagles to soar in this one. Eagles across the board. Then another battle in that district we mentioned earlier with uh, over in Region 3, Class 3, Division 1, Rockdale at Troy. I will take the Tigers to get the win on the road. Uh, I got Troy, and Mr. Black has Rockdale. Then the winless Valley Mills Eagles will hit the road to take on Riesel. Who do you have in this one? I got Riesel, and Mr. Black has Valley Mills. I and wow, I will take Riesel on this one. Bold pick by Mr. Black there. I like it. And then Moody will be on the road to take on Bosqueville. I will take the Bosqueville Bulldogs in this one. I think it's going to be the Bulldogs across the board. I'd like for uh, 
Mr. Hurst to get the W, but I think they're going to be a little short. And it'll be that'll be a good game. You know, I that's so. that, that's a sleeper game in Central Texas this week. It's another one that's going to have some playoff implications. Yes, absolutely. And then our final game of the Week Seven Pickums, and then this is another true pickup matchup for me, just where both teams stand at the moment. We have Fairfield on the road to take on the Mejia Black Cats. I will take Mejia to get the win here. Black Cats all the way across. And that is the Week 7 Pick'ems, and that will do it for us. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 8 of the Central Texas Football Podcast. Again, Kenny, great slate of games this week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I got prior engagements, so I won't be at any of them. But, mm. yeah, I'm going to keep my eye out in, West, in East Texas and West Texas. Coleman. And uh, Mount Vernon, uh, Winsboro. That that game is going to be a really good one. And uh, the Toler Coleman game. Those are my two kind of favorite games. And then you got the two local two A games here. I don't think that the Crawford Marlin game will probably be as close as we had hoped at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But the Bremont Children game. That's going to be another good one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And so again, I'll be broadcasting. Uh, the Waco University game where they'll be hosting Pflugerville on Thursday night at a 7 o'clock kick at Waco ISD Stadium. So that'll be my Thursday night engagements. And then on a Friday night, uh, I'm trying to decide because there's a really good game going on in Burleson right now between the unbeaten Centennial Spartans and Denton Ryans coming into Ooh, town in a huge – district matchup there that's a little outside central texas but that's a game that really intrigues me plus i got some buddies in burleson that i could stop and see on the way as well but i'm deciding between that or if i want to stay local and go catch that axtel at rio vista game and then so i'm still deciding do a road trip to coleman and go watch that game. <sighs> that, oh, there's so many good yeah. games this week man it's awesome but yeah that is again that is that'll do it for us in episode eight the week seven preview edition of the central texas football podcast and uh thanks again special thanks again to our guests coach brett sniffen of belton and coach jeremy mullins of toller and thanks again to mr jay black for participating with us in the pickums and thank you to mr step as well for his weekly question as well and we really appreciate him giving his two cents on whatever questions we decide to ask him throughout the week we really appreciate that as well so again that'll do it for us thank you for tuning in and just keep spreading the word on social media keep tuning in and we'll really appreciate it thank you guys and for kenny heath i'm ryan fox and enjoy week seven of the texas high school football season